Before we get started, we just wanted to thank you for all your support. Join us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content and make sure to subscribe, rate and review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Carried Away Podcast. Let's get into the episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Carried Away a brand new episode. <laughs> what episode is this, Ellen? What episode this, are we on? This is we're season three, episode eight. Wow. I hope. Yeah. Do you <laughs> like, know what? Yes. That's that's what I thought. So I'm. Uh, I think we're okay. <laughs> we're on the same page. Whether we're doing it in order, who knows? But we're on the same page. <laughs> no, we. I think we are. I think we are. We're yeah. gonna do it one day though. Where we're like we're just gonna both be on completely different episodes, and we're gonna be like, oh yeah. What? What is that, that Miranda? What? I know. I'm so confused. Yeah, my notes doesn't say that. So anyway. Today we're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all that matters. Just we're good today. Season three, episode eight. The big time. Dun, dun, dun. Directed by Alison Anders. Written by Darren Starr and Jenny Bix. And it first aired the 30th of July, 2000. Crazy. In the opening scene, Carrie in the voiceover says, Manhattan is a place you can get anything, anytime. Cabs at 2am, so we see Miranda hailing a cab. Then Carrie continues and says, Chinese food at 3. And we see Sam opening the door to get Chinese food um, delivered. And there's just a naked man behind her in the apartment. And she's like, no shame. She's like proud of of this. Of course. Yeah love it amazing yeah and then Carrie continues and says but somehow you can never get your dry cleaning so we see Carrie running down the street to her dry cleaners and it's closed but it looks like late at night I don't know I've never I haven't I've went to like a dry cleaners like sometimes in my life but like I feel like Carrie is blaming the shop when she just has a lack of yeah yeah lack of scheduling time management time management she just has yeah. a lack she, maybe she can't tell the time because i'm telling you it's a theme it's a theme potentially potentially maybe she needs a wee watch on that wrist yeah i don't know if anyone's ever bought her watch but we shall see so we see her trying to get into the dry cleaners it's closed um and then carrie continues and says charlotte was spending all of her time with trey a doctor from family money who had it all all but all of Charlotte. So obviously we met Trey in the last episode so this is just us continuing on getting to know Trey. So we see um, Charlotte and Trey kissing on their on her sofa and he puts his hand like to go up her upper leg, up her skirt and she just grabs it. Then we see them like kissing goodbye at the door of her apartment and him leaving. So she's obviously she's not she's playing hard to get or is she yeah. playing hard to get? I don't know if that's right. She's just, she's doing what Aiden was doing in a couple of episodes ago and just like wanting to wait. I think it's different to Aiden. I don't know actually. Maybe it's not. I think this is just very typical Charlotte. She wants it to be about, you know, all about the romance and all yeah. about that connection that isn't just sexual. So she's holding off to to maybe make it special. Whereas yeah, I don't of course, feel yes, like yes, yes. I don't feel like I don't know, maybe he was. Is Aiden a Charlotte? Well what Aiden is was Aiden wait wait all the met wait. 
Is Aiden a Charlotte? Is Big is Big a Carrie? What is yep. Steve? Steve is a sh- bit of a Charlotte. Yeah, I think so. But oh, like, dear. well, Aiden. Uh, Aiden did say he wanted it to be special. He had like, yeah, you know, he wanted yeah. it to, to do things differently. And maybe what, well, you know, Charlotte is like seeing, is, is, thinks that this is the, the right guy. So she wants to make it mm. completely right. But, but she's putting too much pressure on it then, like on well. the having <laughs> sex. Because... Well, well, we we know how the story unfolds, but she's putting too much yeah. pressure on it because she likes it. Yeah. Um. So we cut to Carrie and Charlotte getting their nails done together, and Charlotte is just gushing over Trey, like she just she's so like just so excited by it, and she's yeah. just telling story after story, and Charlotte's like telling Carrie what they did the night before, and she says like at the end like, and then we got to second. And Carrie's like, Avenue? And Charlotte says, no, second base. <laughs> Carrie sort of like jokes around like it's like they're in high school. Yeah. And she says that she doesn't want to have sex with him too soon as he could be the one. And then Carrie calls her the everything but girl, which I didn't quite like. Mm, no. Because I think it's like, you know, respecting Charlotte's deci- decision to do that, to, you know, to hold off. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, yeah, I think doesn't. I think Carrie's sort of with that comment is suggesting that she is is sort of holding off having sex with Trey, not because she wants it to be special, but but because she wants to sort of assert some control over over it, like we will have sex when I want to versus yeah. that's what Carrie's suggesting with that comment yeah and then she and then charlotte says to carrie that she read somewhere or that that if you didn't have sex for a year you could become re-virginalized and she says that you could imagine that you can erase all of your sexual past and then they sort of have a conversation about like their first time and just how like like awkward and yeah whatever it was and um, everybody wants to erase that so you know (laughs) (laughs) next carrie says in the voiceover that Meanwhile, I was doing everything plus with Aiden. I couldn't get out of bed with him. She says, my bed had become a restaurant, our entertainment center, our own little New York, open 24 hours. And we see them just like chilling on the bed, watching TV, eating takeaway, and just having the time of their life. Just chilling. Just like being a couple. Yeah. You could just tell they haven't left that bed in days days you could just tell Mm -hmm. yeah next we cut to samantha and carrie says in the voiceover downtown another new yorker was enjoying her very full life samantha has a new apartment in the ultra chic meatpatching district and a new admirer um so she was getting like she was in like the meal room she was just like minding her business and this guy len who (laughs) lives in the in the building just comes from behind her and starts talking to her and like it's like just being like he's flirting but just being creepy and like yeah overconfident uh, i don't mean to be mean but <laughs> he, 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 him thinking that he can flirt with samantha 
I'm oh, sorry. I know. I know. I don't he mean to would be, be mean, punching. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. So Mm-mm. he he invites her to come to his apartment um, for a wine spritzer. <laughs> and um, and then she says no and leaves. Um, and he does shout something back at her. I can't remember <laughs> what, but... But it's when he's like saying something to her and she says, Oh Len, stop and then she goes, Really, Len, stop. <laughs> like she just she's yeah. not, not happy. Yeah. And and it's interesting because normally Samantha is somebody like she very much likes, you know, to be flirted with. Yeah, enjoys and, the flirt, of course. Yeah. She yeah. enjoys it, but with Len, she's like, Absolutely not, get the no. fuck away from yeah. me. Can't be bothered. And Carrie then says, and just when Samantha thought her day couldn't get any worse, so we see her like opening or looking through her her, her post and she just has a really shocked face. And we straight away cut to the girls at a bar and Samantha throws down a magazine that she got. Um, And it was a magazine about pre-menopausal women. So Samantha's like, why would they send me this? Like, <laughs> you know, and she yeah. says... I'm not transitioning, I'm happening. (laughs) And they start talking about it and Charlotte reads about like the symptoms of menopause in the magazine. Irregular periods, you know, all of those types of things. And then Charlotte shouts, vagina waits. (laughs) And Samantha's like, my vagina waits for no man. (laughs) And then they start reading about the Kegel master. And Charlotte's like, what? Like, what is it? Samantha's like, if you have to ask, that means you haven't been doing your exercises. And she says that all you need to do to stay tight is tighten and release for 10 minutes a day. And she's like, I'm doing mine right now. Yeah, of course she is. Of course Samantha I know. I know. And then they sort of talk about how they can't wait for menopause to have no periods. And Miranda says that she is hers and Carrie says that she did as well. And then Charlotte gets so excited because she's like, oh my God, so do I, we've all synced up. And then they sort of look at Samantha and Samantha looks really like, you know, shit, like I haven't got mine. And she looks really worried and she's like, oh, I'll get mine in a few days. Any, any comments about that scene? Samantha has always been like 10 years older than the other girls. So Mm -hmm. she's always been as long as we've known her in her 40s so I don't know why she's so surprised that she's got this magazine and but it also surprised me the way that they were talking about sort of menopause it was like like this thing to almost be ashamed of like surely they all know (laughs) they all know that this is gonna happen so I don't know I just I, I don't know I think though and this is like I don't think it's a, maybe it is a, a bit of a thing now, but people sort of see going through menopause as a sign of aging. So it's like, you know, when you get a wrinkle on your face, like they're like, oh my God, like, you know, you go through menopause, it is a part of like getting older. Mm-hmm. So I think it's maybe about that as opposed to you know we all know we're going through it but it's like oh my god am I at that age where you know yeah. this is starting to happen you know the, everyone wants to stay in their in their yeah. youth you yeah. know and, and the whole thing about like drying up and all of those sorts yeah. of things like I think it's more to do with 
that and I think that's why women can talk about it in that way is like oh it's a sign of getting older but you know like you say it's just you know because you can be any age and go through yeah yeah menopause um but it is one of those things where it's like it's it's a part of our cycle (laughs) yeah it, yeah, it, it, yeah it literally is like you know you know like when you first obviously like have a period it's not like I feel like that side of it is celebrated oh like oh you've got your period now like you're a woman blah 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 yeah and then I don't know just the other side of it is like oh like it's like I don't know you you've reached this you've reached this point and you're no longer like yeah no I know and I I do think it is like it's something that I I only think like is recently being talked about more yeah no I do agree I do agree. You know, and, you know, even people, like, don't even say menopause anymore. They go, are you going through the change? Yes. The change. You know, it's never, it's not like, it's almost like there is, it's a bit of like ta- a taboo subject. But it's subject. like, it's like, sh- it's, it's like shame. Like, pe- people don't yeah. even say like, people don't even say like, oh, I'm on my period. So it's my time of the month. Like, yeah, this, the thing is, this is because it's something, and I know that it's not just women that have periods or go through menopause, but generally it's like, because it's this thing that's associated with women, it's like, there's just so much shame that's put around it. Mm. And it's like a natural, normal thing. Can you imagine if men had like periods and menopause, it would be everywhere. It would be like, yeah, man suffers PMSing, like, oh my yeah. god, everybody needs to know. <laughs> like, but like, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying, but I just, I just kind of wish that the conversation was a bit more positive. Yeah, no, in, I agree. In, I, but, but then again, they're still entitled, of course, they're entitled to their opinion. And if they are concerned yeah. about something, that's valid as well. I mean, we could talk about this for ages, but like, even how women are perceived when they're on their period you know if someone's if a woman mm. is emotional they must be on their period you yeah, know God forbid, oh, she's yeah. On her period. yeah. Mm. if you're in pain in any sort mm. of way or feeling really grumpy or whatever and you go to the doctor you're, <laughs> you're on your period <laughs> have you seen that it's like i don't know what it is actually it's something on social media it might be a meme oh i can't remember but it's like something about <laughs> A woman when a woman goes to the doctor for anything, and the doctor just says it's your uterus. <laughs> yeah, literally. And then, and then the patient will respond like, "No, literally, like my head has has fallen up, my eyeball has has disconnected." Yeah. And the the doctor is like, "It's your uterus. It's, it's <laughs> that's normal." Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Anywho, sorry. Moving on up. Okay, so anyway, um, so Carrie is running to the dry cleaners, um, to get her dress. Um, she says in the voiceover that it's for a party, um, that's starting in in an R. What the fuck is I that? Am. Like, what the fuck? What are you doing, Carrie? <laughs> What is wrong with you? Yeah. So the man that was um was still there in the dry cleaners, but it was locked and he was like, I'm not letting you in. It's closed. Yeah, she's you probably missed it a million times. I know, she's probably like, oh, she is again. Yeah. Um, 
So next we're with Miranda and Steve and Carrie says in the voiceover that Miranda and Steve decided instead of staying in they'd go out. So they were in a restaurant and there was just like screaming kids everywhere and Miranda starts starts talking about like having babies in restaurants and you know basically how annoying they are. Um, and then Steve just like Wait, I think we should... sorry I was just gonna say it reminds me of the scene with Samantha and the kid and the kid like throws like the green like the pesto spaghetti on her or something. Why do I not remember this? I can't even remember what season it's from, but yeah. Samantha's just well, like kids shouldn't that's... be in restaurants. Yeah. Well <laughs> I mean if if that happened to you I'd understand or um, Oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, her reasoning behind it. Um <laughs> so then Steve just says we should have a baby like the timing is perfect and she's like Miranda's like it's not perfect she's like mm. I'm up for partner and work we've only been living together for two months and he's like oh it'll be fun we'll have cute kids like no sense of like the responsibility yeah. that it would be and the it's, you know how life-changing it is yeah it's almost a bit like an intrusive thought like it's like yeah. it's the first time he's gone oh I wonder if Miranda and I will ever have a baby and then he's just gonna yeah. let us have a baby like I'm sorry what? yeah <laughs> absolutely no thought into it Miranda says like how am I supposed to get no sleep and then work for 14 hours a day to make a partner cause like he was like saying you know I'd have him during the day watch cartoons do all this and then you know mm. and then be at the bar and she's like well then I'll have them at night you yeah. know and then and then go to get up and go to work yeah yeah to pay for the apartment that all three of us live in (laughs) yeah basically and and then he says let's hope the baby inherits my positive attitude i'm sorry but there's positive attitude and then there's just downright like naivety and And steve sits on the line yeah i I love steve but he sits on the line and the and yeah, sometimes Miranda needs to take on his positivity, but that's just fucking but stupid. But for this situation, like, a baby's a baby, like, not just, like, yeah, you know, a fun thing. It's literally, like, a life <laughs> like an accessory. Yeah. Next, Carrie's in her apartment getting ready and invites, like, she's on the phone to Aiden and invites her to um, the boat party that she's going to. Um, mm-hmm. So the party that she missed the the dress for and the dry cleaners it's on a boat and he's like you know not his scene at all so and she's happy enough for that so Carrie goes to the party and she says on the voiceover that the gab party was everything they promised and more um Regis Philbin Madonna and every ex New Yorker editor was there hang on you're telling me that Madonna was on this boat and we didn't get a cameo. <laughs> no way was Madonna on this boat. How are we supposed to believe that Madonna was on this boat? If you're going to add lines like that into I the know. show. Right. Then then the proof we need needs proof. to be in the pudding. We see Carrie carrying drinks and she brings a drink to Charlotte and Trey who are there. Um, she says in the voiceover that unfortunately Trey was one of them was the one doing most of the gabbing. So he's like telling her like how um him and Charlotte met 
and like Charlotte is like jumping in and be like oh tell her about this part you didn't you forgot it. you know they're like it's like it's like they've done it a million times and yeah. it's all this is what you do and then I pop in at this part and, exactly yeah. yeah Carrie says like I've heard the story oh this is over the voice oh, voiceover I was like god Carrie's rude <laughs> she says on the voiceover that I heard the story three times already a minute more of Trey and we would be in a man overboard situation so she goes to the she says she's going to go to the buffet and get some food and she says when I walked away I realised I hadn't seen Charlotte that happy in years and with a man she'd known for five minutes and just when I thought I was safe she turns around and bumps into Big and she continues and says I'd ran into the man that I had been happy with for five minutes she's actually I think she's actually quite like casual about the whole bumping into him I don't know if you've put this or if you're gonna get to this. Have you have you put in what he says? Because they bump he bump like they they see each other and yeah, she's all casual and he says, I thought I might see you here. Yeah, I did say that, yeah. So he says he thought he might see her here. She asks him where Natasha is and Mm -hmm. he says that she missed the boat. And then Carrie's like oh I gotta go to the bathroom and at that moment she's mm. like oh no I don't want to be involved you well, know I if it's just I don't want to be stuck here yeah because you can't get off a boat <laughs> yeah pretty much even if Madonna's on it we are pausing the podcast to let you know that we are on Patreon yes Woohoo! You can now become a member of the Carried Away family and get exclusive content, voting privileges, early access, and much, much more. There are two memberships to choose from, the Carrie and the Samantha. The link is in the show notes. We hope to see you there. So she says in the voiceover that Big and I trapped together on a boat without dates. We were two miles offshore. There was no way off. Children and women with emotional baggage first she obviously doesn't go to the bathroom she sort of goes like to another part of the boat sort of like away from him and everyone yeah and charlotte comes running over to carrie and trey had given her a watch that maybe charlotte should give re-gift yeah to carrie she's like so excited and she's like this is it i can just feel it and carrie says apparently one woman's titanic was another woman's love boat so then Big comes and stands next to Carrie and he's like oh what was that like her walking away from him which I'm like why would she want to stand and have a chat with you exactly (laughs) you know the how they left things it was like you know you're married I'm seeing someone else goodbye yeah the audacity yeah so he asks like can they not have a conversation um, and they sort of have a bit of a joke together and then he asks if he, she's seeing anyone and she says like she is and she's like he's perfect and he calls him like Mr. Perfect then I think in the conversation mm-hmm. oh what about this Mr. Perfect like is he here kind of thing so they have a little chat and then she leaves and she says in the voiceover the next morning I'd recovered from my sea big sickness so we Mm -hmm. see her and Aiden in bed together just chilling well sleeping I think but do you have any comments more to say about the big situation well he thought he might see her there Mm. Natasha's not there he said that she missed the boat 
I don't know if I believe that. I think Big went out trying to find Carrie. Told to, Natasha the wrong time. Told Natasha yeah. that he was going to his hotel. Told her some oh. bullshit mm-hmm. so that he could be alone with Carrie. I mean, he didn't actually know that she was going to be alone, but he thought he might see her there. And that's that's what standing out i i do think that big is that type that even if carrie was there on a date he wouldn't really care he would still talk to her in the same way oh 100 percent. yeah he does not give a fuck (laughs) he does not not at all no so yeah aiden and carrie are in bed together and then she continues and says that while downtown samantha realized maybe her ship had sailed so we see samantha like looking in her diary and realizing that she was five days late. So the girls are out together um, and they're all standing in a bathroom and Carrie says that later that day, we we did brunch and bathroom at Time Cafe. Um, so they're standing at the at the sinks and the girls are like passing down the ta- like tampons to each other. Like Carrie's like passing down to like Charlotte and Miranda. And Charlotte's talking about how like, she's like in love with Trey. <laughs> and um she says that it was um it was fate that they met and Miranda's like being typical cynical Miranda wow <laughs> what did you just call her <laughs> did you just say Romanda Romanda <laughs> no Romanda is like Here's her alter ego. Maybe Romanda is like when she's in love and she's yeah, like romantic. romantic. It's Miranda. R- R- Romanda. Yeah, when she's Romanda. Happy, when she's Romanda is, you know, yeah. <laughs> Romanda is dead. R- Romanda's dead and a cynical Miranda is back. And she says, it's not fate, it's dumb luck. And she says that it's all about timing like he's ready to settle so he's going to go and find the next girl and settle with her so she's just being completely cynical about it (laughs) can i just say though yeah miranda's thing is that that men because what they're kind of saying is that basically men are like cabs and that when when they want to sort of turn their cab light on aka get married and have children the next girl that gets in the cab that is like the one that they will do that with because they're also saying like how men can be driving around without the lights on for years or they could have they could already have the light on but they let somebody Mm -hmm. else in like they're just having this whole conversation and i know you were saying miranda is being cynical but i genuinely believe that do you (laughs) I don't want to say that that's true for everyone, but I just think that generally, if like a guy in a relationship is decides that he wants to get married and have children, then it will be like the next person. Do you think? I do. I don't and know. I, I well, think... like I, I mean, I agree with you in that it's not like in every. It's not case. everyone. No, yeah. of course not. Yeah. But I, I. I do I did agree with Miranda. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's just the Miranda in me. Oh. I think it might be. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm just oh. going to say mm-hmm. I think it might be. I'm, I'm going to you know what? I'm going to dig down for the Romanda. <laughs> Ro- <laughs> yeah, you dig. But in this moment, get the Romanda. 
the in this moment Miranda won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um. So anywho, anywho, anywho. So Carrie then asks Samantha if she has a tampon. She then shouts no, and um, I'll never need them again. And then she starts crying and the girls are like, oh, you know, are you? And she's like, I'm not pregnant. I'm drying up. It's the way at the beginning of the scene when they're all passing these tampons around and down the line to each other. Every time the tampon passes Samantha, she like looks at it like. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I know her like acting in this scene. It's like physical comedy almost. Yeah. And it's so good. And it's like in a lot of like scenes that she does when she doesn't have any like when the girls are talking and she can react without saying anything and it's Mm. be actually a big part of the scene you know and big and like oh yeah you know yeah she doesn't have to say anything like she is just so so good i do think they they all do that but there is something about to be honest i mean carrie does it but like Charlotte will do it with like a face she pulls if somebody says yeah. the word sex too many times or yeah. like Miranda will have like a judgmental look as if to be like what the fuck is this but then it's there's something about Samantha's because she's just so fucking funny I know <laughs> she doesn't care I do think like she's telling her own story you know because mm. I, I think like Charlotte and Miranda are very good at um playing their parts in in those type of things like you you know rolling the eyes or whatever but like yeah you know they're having a completely different conversation but we know what what samantha is thinking about you know outside of that conversation do you know what i mean like she is just so good at that they try to console her and like say like you know don't worry you're just late like you've got years of terrible cramps ahead of you and samantha says this bit is just brilliant she's like girls I have something to tell you. And it may come as she a like shock. Gathers. Yeah, she huddles She like around. gathers them in. Yeah. Like she it's brings a them in. And she has like their, her arms around them and she says, um, it may come as a shock, but I'm a little old, older than you. And they all look confused, like why she has to tell her, tell yeah. or tell like, them. Because um, they're like, yeah. you know, we already know that. It's just such a great, great scene. But in but in Samantha's head, she's been fooling them that she is yeah. in the thirties for yeah. for since they've since they've it, met. She's exactly. like these bitches don't know how old I am. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So next, Carrie is writing in her apartment and writing her column, and she says mm-hmm. that night I couldn't stop thinking about time. Was every second of our lives controlled by fate, or is life just a series of random occurrences? If I wasn't always 10 minutes late, would my life be totally different? Would I never run into Big? Would there ever be a good time to see him? Was Miranda right? Is timing everything? What do you think? I think timing is everything. Do you? 100%. 100%. It's everything. Explain what you mean by that, because I think it could mean things like different things to different people there's the day-to-day and mm-hmm. if you're 10 minutes late for work on a random Tuesday not much is really going to change but in terms of like the bigger events 
or even just even just down to things like I know you because we met we were in the, the rooms next to each other at university mm-hmm. right that could have possibly been based on maybe the timings we applied maybe yeah. they grouped people together based on application time or mm-hmm. and um, obviously we'll never know but all these things that happen in your life like for example that uni thing if we hadn't have been put in the same flat together we wouldn't be sat here now we wouldn't have traveled the world we wouldn't have had this 10-year friendship if you would if maybe it was based on you know if it was based on something like application time maybe we put our applications in the same day maybe it would have been completely different if you were like oh just wait I'll just do it next week or Mm -hmm. uh, you know whatever it is and it it could have been completely different you could have been in a different building and I would have just never met you and we're sat here now doing a podcast or just like things like if if you meet someone maybe they were sat at the bar and you were like I'm just gonna go to the bathroom and you walked a different way than you usually did Mm -hmm. or you walked out you walked by down you know down the street and took a different turning than you usually do because you were like I'm gonna take a shortcut today and maybe like on the usual route you know even like something bad could have happened something good could have happened like Mm-hmm. Timing is I I do think timing timing is everything. Mm-hmm. If everything did run like Kerry says, ten minutes or an hour later or whatever that time is, it would just be interesting to see what is different. I am like I am the shortest. Well, I'm not really. I don't know if fate is how I would describe it. Maybe it I is. Know I, what you, know. I know what you mean. But I personally think that, like... If you meant to meet someone, you will. Yeah, I I really think if we weren't living next to each other, like, in the Mm -hmm. same, but, like, beside each other, Mm -hmm. I do believe that we would have met at some point in the the university. You know, I... You think? Yeah, I genuinely believe that, like, you don't just... Like, I I do think you would meet someone... You do meet people like randomly, but like I, mm. I do think that you're meant to meet the people you do, and that like, mm. especially like good friendships and like long-standing yeah. friendships. Like I do believe that like, you know, you you're supposed to meet. See, I I do I do agree with you like in a way, but I do think timing plays such a big, I yeah part in that I agree and I. I yeah, I do agree in some aspects, but I do think like, um, I do think that things are like meant to happen for you, and I do think that a big thing yeah. of that is the people that you meet. Mm. And I don't mean that as a like a whole like soulmate type of thing. I don't. I, I'm not sure. I think that. Yeah. Way. But I do think that like that you're connected to people, and yeah, like I genuinely believe that like me and Brian I mean how we met was very random like he doesn't even live mm. in the same country do you know what I mean like yeah I know it's very dramatic we live on the same island but like the same island the same island yeah um, but I genuinely believe that if I hadn't met him how I did I would have met him somewhere else some other way 
Really? Yeah. I really, truly believe that. Yeah. But do you, do you not think that no matter how your life turns out, because like, you know, if, if, if my mum didn't meet my dad, I wouldn't be sad, you know, if you could, you could go back and... Oh, yeah. I don't know, I just think like there's so many instances where you're like, God, if that, if that 10 minute thing didn't happen, nobody in this room would exist. And it very much couldn't have happened. And maybe there's an alternate universe where something else you know could happen and and there's this whole sort of domino effect of of lives that are affected yeah it's like the butterfly effect Mm. yeah it is an interesting one i feel like we could could literally talk more and more about it because literally you could you if if that's all you know in your life if that's all you know whatever the situation is and you're like I was meant to meet you or I think we would always have met and whatever situation it is you're always going to think that because like it is what it is you're never going to be like oh you know if we didn't have met I know I would have met somebody else or I know I would have done this instead or gone there instead because nobody you know nobody knows you only know what is what has actually happened yeah I was like what are you on about by getting you know like <laughs> Kelly's lost it. Yeah, no, I have lost it, but I, I, I know you what brought I it back. You brought it back. So Miranda is trying to work and in the apartment, and Steve is watching Scooby Doo on the TV really loudly, and just like laughing, and she's getting a bit annoyed at him, um, and he's literally like a child watching cartoons, eating cereal. He really is. Yeah, she says it's like you know, can you turn it down? And and then he says. that you have to get used to the noise um when we have a baby so like you have to get used to like doing work Mm. you know and and i'm just like what a dicky thing to say i know i'd throw the fucking pennies out and be like yeah fuck up you want to have a baby go find someone to have a fucking baby yeah (laughs) literally (laughs) so she then like tries to have a conversation about the baby thing and like just was like you know let's just because you know it's not happening type of thing and um and steve is like just wants to watch the cartoon and is like just not listening to her at all which is so Mm -hmm. immature it's unreal um and then miranda just gets like annoyed it's like fine and walks off and carrie in the voiceover says miranda realized that she may have already had a baby which you can kind of see so then she shouts back at Steve and just says like she wants to shelve the baby thing um and like for a while and he says okay and that was that so Mm. not looking good for Steve and Miranda so Miranda and Carrie are out together and um we learn that Miranda and Steve haven't had sex in a while and that they're just in a shitty place and that they're fighting Mm. all the time and she says that she's working really long hours and she feels like she's nagging at him all the time and she calls herself she's like um it's like i'm the mean mommy and nobody wants to fuck the mean mommy (laughs) (laughs) yeah but somebody's gotta somebody's gotta like you know be the one using the brain be sensible when you've got fucking steve that's like scooby-doo like get a grip man yeah yeah (laughs) exactly when literally whenever your partner is actually sitting there trying to like work um to make a partner in a law firm like yeah you know and you're like i'm sorry 
Yeah, being like, you just gotta get used to the noise of a cartoon. Like, seriously. She says that Steve is using the baby thing to try and mask what's wrong. And she says that maybe that she, maybe she's just sabotaging the relationship so she doesn't have to have a baby with him and actually be happy. Which I thought was quite interesting. It is interesting. It's also yeah. very funny. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but it is really It's the most Miranda thing ever <laughs> to say. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, literally sounds funny. like something I would say. <laughs> yeah, literally. You know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Do you know what that just reminded me of? Um, <laughs> you singing that Elton John song. I, what did he say? I can build a house where nobody will live. Where no one could live. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell everybody. This is your song. Yeah. <laughs> About a big house where yes. no one could live. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was the most you thing to say. Oh, God. Miranda says that she wants to have a baby eventually, but she knows that the clock is ticking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So we cut to Samantha at a bar, and Carrie says in the voiceover, that night Samantha got drunk. She had lost her spirit, and no pill in the catalogue could correct that. And she has, and so she accepted a date with Len. God, she must have been, Aww. like, feeling down. I know but that's really sad like I'm sorry just because even if she you know we we know what happens in the scene but even if she had like her last period and she was Mm -hmm. going through the menopause or started to she doesn't have to fuck Len no (laughs) I'm sorry I know right Carrie says after all day old bread needed to stick together (laughs) just like day old bread oh my god oh really um so they're having dinner and he's just making really crap conversation and talking about how he has an artificial hip and all of like you know <laughs> showing his age as well yeah and carrie says in the voiceover samantha couldn't listen to one more word len had to say so she slept with him and his hip to shut him up <laughs> like and so, his hip <laughs> yeah so we see them in bed and um Samantha is just lying there, like f- looked visibly bored, Mis- miserable, yeah, miserable, and he's like shouting. He's like, "Give it to Daddy!" and like, you know, <laughs> all this stuff. <laughs> but she's literally so numb. She's she staring at like the this. ceiling. <sighs> <laughs> like if if you were having sex with someone and that was the face they were making, you were like, mm, maybe I'm not but doing like, a great job here. <laughs> yeah, but why do why doesn't he notice that? I know, right? Because he's like literally. Like, I don't get it. In a different world, he then he comes right, and then he looks down, and he's like, "Oh Jesus, either you're a virgin or Flo just came to town," and then Samantha's like, "Oh my God!" Like she's my period. So, <laughs> she is so excited, and like Len is like fuming that there's blood all over the place, and he's like, "These are two grand sheets and all this," and Samantha's like, "I'm sorry." very very sorry but saying it like so she's so so happy and she's like i've gotta go you know like i'm so embarrassed but like just with a smile on her face she's yeah it was great and um carrie says um that samantha said sorry what she really meant there are plenty more long 
long studs in this hot I don't know if that's what she says. There are plenty, I think, yeah, the idea is that there's plenty more. There's basically, she's plenty more fish in the sea, plenty more sex to be had. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she gets ready and she runs out the door. And um, so we next we see Miranda in her office and the phone rings and it's Steve. And she says she's busy and like she doesn't have time to talk and he says like oh meet me at this address you know you'll have you have to blah 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 even though she's like I've got a meeting here you know I've literally got like Mm. half an hour Mm. so he basically gets her to meet him at a pet shop to buy a puppy basically instead of getting a baby they're going to replace it with a puppy I'm not being funny but at this point I would just be like Steve get the fuck out of my life yeah I know like (laughs) seriously get a fucking grip I'd be like, is our relationship not enough? Like, if you need to have something else there to distract from the relationship, there's something wrong with the relationship. And also, if you think it's normal to just make decisions about our life and just be like, yeah, meet me at a fucking pet shop where we're going to buy a dog, even though we've not spoke about it one time, and this is actually a a replacement for a baby because it's not working. Yeah. you carry on, Steve. You keep. Yeah, you I know. Just, you yeah. You keep living in Steveland. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's just yeah, it's awful. So, <laughs> so he's like, you know, well, Miranda's like being like responsible and being like, well, who's gonna walk it? You know, all mm. of these things, and he's just like, oh, I'll do that. Blah 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 blah. And then Carrie says that Miranda had been backed into a corner, and even even though. She was surrounded by bitches. She didn't want to be one. So she says, okay. So we cut to Trey and Charlotte kissing outside her her apartment. And Carrie says that that night, Charlotte and Trey were performing their usual duet. And Trey says, like, oh, I think I should come in. And Charlotte's like, no, I have an early meeting. So they say goodnight and then close the door. She closes the door and then we just hear him knock the door. And he tells her that he loves her so she says it back and pulls him in that night Charlotte got everything she wanted and Trey got a hand job <laughs> <laughs> oh bless him so Miranda and Steve are in bed and Steve is asleep and Miranda is literally sitting up wide awake and the puppy is just crying in a wee box beside the bed can we and just talk about the puppy's name what was the puppy's name Scout oh shit that's Scout why that did I not put two together? Oh my god, I forgot what oh. that was like. Oh my god, I'm such a dick. That's. A- <laughs> I was literally like wondering. I was like, what happened to the dog afterwards? No, the dog is the dog is like in it for the whole thing because the dog's in the film. Like, you just don't always see film? the dog. Yes, because when garden. they moved to Brooklyn, when they moved to Brooklyn, like the dogs, you see the dog in the garden. Yeah, when they buy that house in season six, like, the dog is there, like, walking. You just, it's just because, like, obviously, spoiler alert, but Miranda and Steve are together and then they're not, and then it's like, you don't always see the dog, Yeah, the dog is always there. such a dick. Oh my god. (laughs) Anyway, so, she's, like, she's trying to, like, shush the dog, and then Steve, Mm. oh no, and then she wakes Steve up, and it's like, Mm -hmm. this dog is, like, crying. 
and mm. she says we've only just got the puppy and already I'm taking care of it and um he like he basically picks up Scout and <laughs> um is like you know trying to be cute and she says like do you really think we can have a baby we can't even have a puppy mm. and she's like I can't be the only adult here like we need to be equals and Steve says like we're just going through a rough patch and Samantha's not Samantha <laughs> don't know where she came from wow oh my god uh, can you imagine Samantha and Steve together <laughs> it just would not imagine? work no Samantha um, would like kill him <laughs> the only person I could see Samantha with out of all the other boys is big yeah I yeah I I see they're both very I don't know um like dominating personalities yeah. And, yeah and I almost think that would kind of work well in a way yeah it's like when she was with James um the hotel guy it's like they were the same personality yeah but it worked I also, because they yeah. challenged each other yeah I was gonna say that I also feel like she wouldn't like let big walk over no so yeah so she's like it's not a like it isn't a patch like this is all the time Steve's like so you're just gonna give up on us and she's like she says that she's been trying to not give up on them for a long time and Carrie says that it was then Miranda realized something all this time she thought the problem was her it wasn't it was them and there was never a good time to say what she had to say and Miranda basically says it's not gonna work like Steve goes back to her and is like you know you don't want to make it work and mm. all that stuff it just makes her feel really guilty obviously he's like upset about it and doesn't want to end but he just like you know puts it on her that like she's given up on the relationship um, and not yeah. trying so like he walks away and she shouts after him like I really did try so mm. Harry in the voiceover says that night Miranda lost her partner and the next day she got a new one 15 of them so we see her that she got partner in a law firm go Miranda mm-hmm. what a boss bitch yes so next Carrie and Aiden are back in Carrie's apartment and they're just like they're obviously just back they're kissing they're having fun and Carrie says meanwhile I was still enjoying my one she asks Aiden like do you want to sleep over and he says like he says like let me set the timer and I was like what the fuck does that mean like <laughs> what he said he said let me set the timer yeah she's like do you want to sleep over and he goes yeah let me set the timer and he and, I, and he walks away and then he comes back and says that she doesn't have any coffee filter so he's obviously like set a timer on the coffee machine to like oh start in the morning ah, right, for staying over. I was like doesn't make sense she says in the voiceover I didn't know about Aiden but my light was definitely on and she has a message on her on her voice machine for phone machine mm-hmm voicemail and when she plays it she hears Big's voice and she just like stops it straight away and she says in the voiceover I knew who it was I couldn't stop Big coming back into my life but at least I could stop him from coming out of my machine and Aiden then is like oh you're out of like coffee filters I'm gonna go run down to the shop and he's just about to leave and he turns back and he says to Carrie you make me really happy and then he closes the door it's a really sweet moment but then we get another knock on the door and it is a disheveled oh big oh my god a drunk disheveled big he literally just he's like 
sounds like he's just run up the stairs or something. It's like he's like can't breathe. It's really weird. He's just a mess. He is. He he's is. a mess. Yeah. And he's like, and she's sort of like, oh, what are you doing here? And he says, you didn't get my message. And she's like, like, what do you want? And he's like, I don't know. Which I'm like, what the fuck? Has he ever? Has he ever? Has he ever? Has he ever? I know. He's literally the most frustrating man ever. And he doesn't even like say, like, he's just like, he's he's like being really dramatic. And he's just like, I don't know. And then she's like, no, like just go home to your wife. Yeah. Why are you here? Yeah, he's like, I'm so fucked up. I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you uh, fucking are. So Carrie closes the door and she says in the voiceover, I had no idea what else Big was going to say and I'm not sure what bugged me more, that I didn't know or that I cared. I'm like, fuck you, Carrie. It's all getting very messy. I know. So Aww. then she she listens to the message and, it, and Big says he's at her apartment, like outside... Um, and he says that he misses her and he can't stop thinking about her. Yeah. And Carrie yeah. in the voiceover says, there it was, exactly what I needed to hear a year too late. I should have been happy, but I wasn't. It was the absolute worst timing of all. 10 minutes later, Aiden still hadn't come back. Suddenly my life was all about timing. All the right things said all the wrong times. My past was coming way too fast and my future taking way too long to come home. And there we go, the end. Oh my Big God. is back. Big is back with his bullshit. What come the fuck is... Why? 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 Can we not just send him off to a little island with Natasha and just like you know they can just be there together yeah they can just live on a little island Carrie's just being pulled back like I just I think know. I, there's a like she likes this she really she, does no, like this this. Is, this is the thing like she she wants this she wants mm. this yeah and she won't admit it to herself because this is the most validating thing for Big to be like, I love you, you're the one, be with me, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So this is what she wants, but she doesn't time in. Time in, yeah. Big is with Natasha, Carrie is with Aiden. I know it's a lot different, but it's, it just get, it gets really messy from here. I know, just like, I know. Get ready for a roller coaster, people. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.